0: Hi everyone, I'm Sinhara and welcome to the Black Girls Guide to Fertility podcast. This show is for all women who are dealing with infertility, but it's specifically dedicated to Black women because we have a problem with opening up when it comes to this issue. And I don't want to leave out the men, you guys are welcome here too. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Stephanie Frazier, an actress, producer, and army wife who ended up in the ER. marriage, civilian to army wife. All right. So we are here with Stephanie and I introduced her already. So you guys know a little bit about her. And I, when I talked to her a few weeks ago and just going through her story, was so interesting. And you know, when you meet people, because I know Stephanie for a couple of years now, she was in my play and then she worked in my husband's play. They work collectively together. And when you meet people, you never know someone's story. So Stephanie, I'm excited to have you here. Yes, I'm and excited I wanna... to be
1: here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And I want to start with, you know, marriage. Because when I moved to Atlanta, people were like, oh God, don't move to Atlanta. You're never going to find a man. <laughs> and I'm like uh okay but but I'm going so and I met my husband here within a year of moving here so and so you met your husband here as well I know you're from Georgia you can
1: tell everyone about that yeah yeah I think when we first met I was with my ex yeah it was funny Mm -hmm. because um I was with my ex for like almost five years so you guys looked alike which was so weird I was (laughs) like wait that's is that her brother (laughs) Yes, it was so funny. So I met um I met Anthony in twenty nineteen and we met in Whole Foods. It was mm-hmm. a, a very chance meeting. It was like yes. we were both walking in together. It was like him and like four other black dudes and I was like, What are all these black men doing? Whole
0: foods? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, what's going on? <laughs> right. So since we had all walked in together, some of his other friends were talking to me. And mm-hmm. so when he came over to approach me, because I was just in there to get a birthday card, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to, you know, because, you know, it's Atlanta. I thought he was yeah. going to be like, hey, you want to go out with one of my friends? Yeah. <laughs> but he asked me out directly. And I was like, "Wow, you, where are you from? He's like, I'm from here. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is different. (laughs) Right. And, you know, he was kind of old school. He's like, what's your sign? And I was like, you know, I'm an Aries. He's like, really? My mom's an Aries. I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, when's your birthday? And I was like, my birthday's April 10th. He was like, wait, that's my mom's birthday. I was like, wow. Wow. It was so weird. And then I was telling him mm-hmm. how far I lived. I was like, well, I stay in Hampton. So, you know, I'm really far. He's like, oh, I used to live out there. I used to live off Panhandle Road. Everything's connected. Yeah, I was like, wait, I live off Panhandle <laughs> Hampton <laughs> is a big city. I was like, "We I live off Panhandle So we had all these things in common and yeah. we just connected instantly. So mm-hmm. we were engaged and married March of 2021, so. And that was like, what, a year after meeting each other? Yeah, like a year and a half. It wasn't long. So everyone was like, wait, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you got married and you left Hampton and you moved, so you left Georgia, you moved to where?
1: We are now here in Petersburg, Virginia. In this short time of meeting each other, he joined the Army.
0: Yeah, so what was that like going from civilian and then suddenly, you know, oh. he starts a new job, you get married, now you're an army wife.
1: Right. Well, you just have to be careful what you say to people because the, the conversation started, I think we were at a McDonald's and he was mm-hmm. like talking about how he tried to get in the Navy. And I was like, well, you know, my dad was in the army. You should just try the army. Like I just mentioned it, it on a whim, like, yeah, you know, army's great. And, like, literally two weeks later, he was like, yeah, I went to the recruiting office. I took the test, you know, and, yeah, I'm ready to do active duty because I just thought he was going to do, like, the reserve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I thought she was going to be home. <laughs> yeah, something like, really, like, oh, okay, like, part-time Army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's, like, in, in. And, and so he was like, you know, I really feel like, you know you're special we have this special connection it's very unique and i'd love for you to come with me and i was Mm. like well oh my family is here like for me i will follow you but i'm not i can't follow people as a girlfriend like i can't yeah I'm not doing that. (laughs) Right. Like if you want me to move, that's gonna require because that's a big commitment on my part. Yeah, to up and leave everything you know. Right. So let 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 show me your level and I'll I'll meet you there you know yeah So and he did <laughs> he did he did he proposed on 285 it was very interesting wow. we were all Are you, you guys, guys in the car <laughs> yeah like I had because he had finished all his training and he was just home visiting and I had picked him up from the airport and in the car he's like mm. Stephanie and I was like yeah what's up <laughs> 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 I was like wait wait I, I couldn't even see the ring yeah because I'm driving on the highway people from Atlanta know where 285 is yeah exactly <laughs> I was like yes but I, th-
0: I think I think
1: you need to do this again I think you need to do this again like where's the knee like where you know yeah. where's the- let's repeat this hey <laughs> right. so he did he repeated it because um, I was like you know I want the knee. I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so you get
0: you guys. He proposes. You get married. You're living in Virginia, away from all of your family. Yeah. And so now you're like, okay, well, this is fine. You know, you said you started a new job. Yes. All those things, and now the next step is, okay, we're gonna have a baby. Right. Simple. I thought. You know. <laughs> and so we're gonna talk about that in one second. Okay. Bye, bye, pill. Okay. So you're in this new city, married, new job. And you're like, okay, I'm getting off the pill. Bye bye pill. And let's have a baby. And then somehow you ended up in the ER. Walk us through that process.
1: So I had, you know, downloaded the flow app and I was, you know, monitoring my period, monitoring my ovulation cycle you know, intimacy was happening left Mm -hmm. and right. I was like, it's time. Let's go. go." (laughs) Move it. That's what you're doing. I don't care. I know it's the middle of the day. I don't care, you know? (laughs) So, you know, each month, my periods were rough. Like I was- After getting um, off the pill. After getting off the pill, I was throwing up every morning, every night, you know, I was bent over in pain and, you know, Anthony has, you know, a mom and a sister and he's like, you know, this is odd. Like my, my, I don't remember them having this rough of a time, I mean, you know? Yeah, And it was just a monthly occurrence of me having to leave work of me sometimes having to call off work. Cause I, I just couldn't move. I couldn't, it was hard to move at times. And so I want to say this is probably like, 10 months in, like I had gotten my physical, my primary care manager had given me prenatals. I was taking, you know, trying to do the things to get pregnant. But Weird, yeah, I kept having all of this pain. So one mm-hmm. time it just got really bad where I was just thro- throwing up and throwing up to the point where I mean, I wasn't even eating. Like I would, I would, <laughs> I would drink water and that would come up. Like, I everything was coming up. Did you think you were pregnant when you were throwing up? Was it like,
0: oh, maybe I'm pregnant?
1: Right, or did maybe you just I'm pregnant, like maybe something, something oh, yeah. is wrong. But Anthony just got, he was like, maybe we just need to go to the doctor. Because at that point, the throw, I think I had threw up maybe like four times that day. Like, it was wow. excess, excessive and mm. I couldn't eat because mm-hmm. everything I tried to eat came, came up, came up. Mm-hmm. and I was in a tremendous amount of pain, like crazy cramps. So he was like, well, you mm-hmm. know, maybe there's something going on in there. Yeah. Maybe, or, or if you are pregnant, like let's make sure everything's okay. Yeah. But we really, really need to get a hand on this. Like, why do you keep throwing up? Cause that is weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. like <laughs> so, What's going on? Yeah. So I went to the ER, bent over, could just barely stand, just in a whole lot of pain. And they, you know, gave me a test and they were like, because all the symptoms were, I'm like, well, maybe you're just pregnant. Because I, I don't think my period had started yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of um, cycle I was going through where I would just throw up, throw up, throw up, throw up, throw up for like a day and a half. And then my period would come on but it was just, it was just, yeah, it was really weird. So, you know, if I was throwing up while my period's on, then I know I'm not pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like this, this weird lead up to my period. It's very weird. And like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Right. So they're like, you're not pregnant. They gave Mm. me um, Zofran, which is a really strong drug for, nausea but they were like the thing about Zofran is you kind of have to take it before you start throwing up so you Mm kind of have to like judge it so I'm like oh okay I mean it did help me feel better they did urge me to get an ultrasound okay um, which they couldn't do but Mm -hmm. um that's what I did I immediately was like, okay, I need to get that schedule to see like what is going on. What's today. going on. Yeah. Yeah. So you go and get the ultrasound. How far was this after you,
0: they sent you home from the ER? Was it like the next day? Was it a couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, it was like two. So with the army, with everything, you have to go through your primary care manager. Yeah. So you, you just refer, can't like and, call up a doctor and be like, Hey, you have to like call your primary care manager. And then they refer you. It's like a whole process. Got it. So when I told her what happened, she was like, well, I can get you an ultrasound, but how long have you been trying? Because they mm-hmm. have this weird thing where they don't want to really do a lot of investigation until it's been at In least year. one year. Mm-hmm. So luckily it was like 11 months. It was very close because yeah. this had happened around month 10. And yeah, mm-hmm. so it was like 11 months. And she was like, okay, uh, I'll get you to um, a GYN and they'll do the ultrasound.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So that was interesting as well because they like to do the ultrasound like right before your cycle. So you were still waiting. I'm still waiting and I'm still in pain because with endometriosis, like, you know, Penetration can hurt if you don't yeah. do the right angle. It's very weird. Yeah, <laughs> but but at that point you didn't know yet
0: that it was endometriosis.
1: No, or did they tell you it was the ER? Yeah, right, until I like really realized I need to investigate this because okay. this isn't normal. Yeah. And- <laughs> Everyone else isn't calling off work and throwing up everything they eat when they have (laughs) something's
0: happening. Like what is what's happening here? So you do the ultrasound and is that when they tell you about the endometriosis? And so then it made sense to you, like all the pain
1: and Yeah, that was the first ultrasound. That was when my heart broke because Mm. you know, the lady, the tech that was doing the ultrasound, she wasn't saying anything. You just hear like click, 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 click. Yeah. Prodding, prodding, moving, moving. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And yeah. Did, did the tech tell you? Because a lot of times, like now,
0: the tech can't say anything. It's like no, they send it to the she doctor and the doctor she tells didn't. you, like, she did She, she balance, didn't say
1: anything. But...
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you
1: know something? Anyhow. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, immediately after she's like, okay, you're going to meet with your GYN. And I met with my doctor. She's like, mm-hmm. okay. I know why you and your husband are not getting pregnant. She's like, it looks mm. like you have endometriosis. And wow. um, she was saying, it looks like one of your tubes is twisted. Which Oh, twisted. Okay. Yeah, that's what she saw. It looked like it was twisted. Mm. So that that's could, could be blocking it. Now, I had never heard this term. Yeah. She she wasn't like, you have endometriosis. And here is the definition. And here's a nice PowerPoint yeah. of what mm-hmm. it is. You know, she kind of talked to me like I knew what it was. Yeah. So I'm sure you had to go
0: home and do research like, what is this?
1: Right. And then as she left, she was like, yeah, hopefully the next time I see you, you'll get pregnant. Which I'm thinking, can I get pregnant? Like, Like, what is it? Yeah. Did she give you
0: like, well, I don't know if you can take anything, but like, did she say, try this or try that or try some natural remedies? Or it's just like, you have this.
1: She better next time. (laughs) Well, in a way, she did, but she did refer me to another fertility doctor because she's like, you, since your tubes are are twisted and the amount of endometrial tissue you have, you're Mm -hmm. gonna need, I guess, another doctor that specializes in that. Wow. And so she referred me to a doctor at the Shady Grove Fertility Clinic.
0: So, which is where I use, yeah, um, yeah. I go
1: to them. they're really good. Now the doctor there is amazing. Okay, good. <laughs> so you felt like
0: you got some resources there.
1: Yeah. So after, so after the first, you know, ultrasound and her telling me I have endometriosis and me crying in my car and, yeah. you know, my family calling. Cause you know, they're like, So well, how did the ultrasound go? You know, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was they're trying trouble. to come to you. I'm you're, brother, you're, I'm you're so far away from them, so they can't even come see you. They can't just yeah. show It was very lonely. I think Anthony at the time was in the field. Um, a lot of times he's- Oh, he, so he didn't go with you. No, no. He's He's either in the field or like on these little TDY missions where he'll be gone for like a month or two mm-hmm. or he'll be in some training. But yeah, at that time I was- Alone, and I was scared mm-hmm. to tell him. Well, not necessarily yeah. scared to tell him, but it's like you know, this whole time I've been pressuring him to. Okay, mm-hmm. you you need to come every time. Like you need to yeah. come. Like let's go. And, and I you feel like you're the problem. Right. Like, he was, like, in Putting the- pressure. Wait. No, I'm the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
0: oh, it's not you. It's it's actually me. It's
1: actually- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Endometriosis, fibroids, and a plan. So it's like you go through this stuff by yourself, ultrasound, you know, you're heartbroken, family's calling, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but you still don't really have a plan. You know, you have the plan, I'm going to see the fertility doctor, but Mm -hmm. you hadn't seen him yet. So when you go see the fertility doctor, what did he say and was your husband able to come with you then um, kind of walk us through that?
1: Yeah. So when I went to the fertility, my first appointment, he is in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, which is about an hour and a half from here. Mm. So wow. yeah, he was uh, on another mission and he, you can't, well, even though it's not that far, he could only get off on the weekends okay. <laughs> and they don't do appointments on the weekends. So yes, that appointment, it was just me and the doctor and I was very nervous because I've always been a relatively healthy person. Yeah. So me having to go to the doctor constantly was also giving me anxiety. Yeah. It's it's happening with my body. I don't like doing Mm -hmm. this. I'm constantly having to request time off and I kind of just have to share with my boss what was happening. And isn't that Weird, like,
0: because I've done that before too, and it's like sharing something with someone who, and I don't know what your relationship with your boss, but like I've been mm-hmm. cool with people I work with before, but it's still kind of like I don't want to tell you my business, yeah, but like I have to because now it's
1: getting weird. <laughs> right, I had right because I'm calling first. I was calling off, you know, kind of every month because I was sick. Now it's kind of you know because my periods were so rough now yeah. it's just becoming more frequent with these appointments so luckily me and my boss we are close okay and you know she was like yeah i i had something like that when i was younger but she's like due the due to the times you know when she had it they didn't have the technology they have now she was like oh yeah they just would take everything out you know wow <laughs> so yeah um, Which you know, I appreciated her support. Like she was very like, Whatever you need, take off all the time you need. But still it's like I just was just very naked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's adding more pressure to yourself. (laughs) Right, right. I went from like being this I thought perfectly Mm -hmm. healthy person to okay, now I'm um, seeing doctors every month, you know. Yeah. Hmm. But he was great. He he did the PowerPoint like he broke it down. He gave me the images. He explained what endometriosis is. And he Mm -hmm. gave me a lot of comfort and told me, like, these are the steps we're going to take to make you fertile. You know, Mm. so we're going to do all these tests. You're going to have to do another ultrasound. (laughs) You're going to have to do the dye test. You're going to have to do blood tests to find out. And Anthony's going to have to do blood tests as well. And Mm -hmm. the semen analysis to find out if you guys are compatible, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's the
0: phase we're in now. So now you're doing the testing, you're going through the testing phase. And how does he feel about that? Because, you know, as mm-hmm. women, I think that we, not that we want to go to the doctor, but we're more inclined. Let's just mm-hmm. get up and get it done. Mm-hmm. But like just talking to men in general, even when it comes down to give a semen analysis, like my yeah. one friend was like, her husband was like, don't ever make you do that again. <laughs> um, Ooh, and I, I can say my husband was more like Ron. He was more like, okay, whatever we got to do, let's just do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm always interested to hear other people's perspectives, like when their husbands are like, why do
1: I got to do that? <laughs> he's been really um, supportive, and I don't know if it's because he's in the Army and they're always, like, you know, <laughs> having to, like, they have to get their flu shot. They have to, like, there's things yeah. that they constantly have to yeah. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he's, I guess he's kind of used to being pro- poked and prodded. So yeah, he, I just was like, okay, here's where you go to LabCorp to get all the blood work. And he's like, okay. And he went and, you know, they took six vials from him too. (laughs) So oh, yeah, he didn't complain. We're still waiting on the semen analysis because I realized that I thought they were going to do that at LabCorp, but they're not, Mm -hmm. they're going to do that at the actual um, fertility clinic. So okay. now he's like, so I'm like, you know, and it's kind of hard with him being in the army because it's like, are you free? Are you like, like when can you come and do this? <laughs> right. Can you do this? Will they let you off work? So that is something that I'm planning to do actually next week is get his appointment set up before they send him off somewhere. Red Tape. And let's talk
0: about like the red tape of it all. And Mm -hmm. so as an army wife, I know you said the insurance and things like that are set up a little bit differently. How hard has it been getting through this process? Because she said you can't just get up and go to the doctor. Like you have to wait and it's a process. Can Mm -hmm. you walk us through that a little bit? Like what is the process like Mm -hmm. as an army wife, just trying to get these things done?
1: Yeah, it was, it was difficult at first because like when that first, after that first ultrasound, when she referred me to the Shady Grove Fertility Clinic, you know, her referral wasn't enough. Like because I'm in the army, I have to then go to my primary care manager and tell my primary care manager that the doctor you referred me to just referred me to someone else. And Yeah, and that was a bit of a a hoops thing because it's like, okay, well, who did she refer you to? Because we need Mm -hmm. to make sure the army approves that. And so, yeah, that took about three different calls to get that straight. And how much time in between that? Yeah, yeah, it ended up being about a month because they were waiting on, so the doctor that gave that referral, they were waiting on her like, proof. Like, how do you know I have endometriosis? Like, why are you saying that? So she had to fax over like, okay, we did the ultrasound. This is what we found. This is why she's diagnosed with that. And Mm -hmm. this is why she needs to then go to this clinic. So it's, it's a two-step process. It's like, okay, (laughs) referral wasn't enough. The army has to put the stamp of approval on it. And once they do approve it, then you can schedule your appointment because even if you schedule one, if they don't approve it, it's mm-hmm. not going to be covered. So, got it. And then, so do they pay for
0: fertility treatments, or how does that work? Do you still have to come out of pocket, or do they cover it?
1: So, luckily, Shady Grove Fertility they've worked with military families before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, they did a great job of explaining that the military only covers the initial testing. So they're mm-hmm. going to cover this ultrasound, the second ultrasound, the dye tests, all mm-hmm. the blood work and the semen analysis, mm-hmm. but they will not cover, like if I actually have to get, you know, IVF or mm-hmm. um, I, I guess, you know, the, the, what you really need. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: The big, the big ticket stuff they're not going to cover yeah they will which I still don't understand that and I went through that because you know my husband was in the army so he's a veteran and so before Shady Grove became Shady Grove Mm
1: -hmm. they had
0: another program and so they gave discounts to veterans which is very helpful but in order for let's say the army to pay for it you had to have been injured something had to have happened to you to your parts uh you organs, yes, mm-hmm. for them to pay for it. Which I just thought was kind of crazy. Like, okay, if this person has served and why now that, they're yeah. saying they have an issue, like why can't you just pay for it? <laughs> so I think that's still something that they need to work through and reconsider because there are a lot of families who want to have children and who can't afford IBF because it's so expensive. Mm -hmm.
1: I think I'm praying they move in that direction because the army, from what I know, they just recognized, I'm not just recognized, but I, I, he has friends that are same sex couples that are, yeah. yeah, And they give their wives or their husbands the same benefits Mm -hmm. that I have. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, in order for these same sex they will parents, have to have yeah. They they have to. So I'm yeah. I'm hoping because they're recognizing that all families are different. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That
0: they will go ahead and cover infertility treatments for everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna have to because then it's like, okay, well, I'm sorry if you have a same sex partner, you yeah. have to pay for you know. You have to come yeah, get.
0: Yeah. So everyone's just kind of stuck. Everyone has to pay. Tips and advice for Army wives. So now that you're waiting, you know, waiting for all your testing and all that stuff, just tell us like any tips or advice you would have for other women who may find themselves in this situation, who may have gotten off the pill and then realize oh, like something isn't right with my body, mm-hmm. um, what advice would you have for them?
1: I would say I'll never forget the one of the best advice I got from one of my acting mentors. She said, mm. do it afraid. And mm. that's what I carry with me because I am scared. I am, you know, after that second ultrasound, I was scared, but at least they showed me where it was. And sometimes facing truths can be very scary, facing Mm -hmm. the fact that something is, yeah, wrong. But you you don't always want to face that truth. But Mm -hmm. even though you're scared, don't let that fear stop you from your dream. Don't let Mm -hmm. it stop you from going forward. Cause that's what I struggle with. Sometimes I just want to, you know, throw up my hands and just say, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to get another dog. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> another and, dog. And you the, weird dog, mom, live my life. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so we talked about that in our pre-interview. So Stephanie going through this whole process with the pain, all those things, her dog passed away. Yeah. And we know, As being a dog parent, because I've had dogs before, Mm -hmm. like they become your children. They do. They follow you all around the house, follow you everywhere. Um, And so your dog, unfortunately, passed away while you're going through this. And so what advice would you give for other people for that, dealing with that you know, that heaviness of, wait a second, like, this is like my child and I'm going through this pain and
1: I don't have a child yet, What is happening. Yeah, Yeah, it was hard. I had, you know, God had worked it out for me that right before our dog passed, I had talked to an old family friend where her dog of, I think almost 20 years had passed. Mm -hmm. And she was just telling me, because at that time, Kimmy was just very sick. And she was saying, whatever you do, you and your husband, go through it together. Yeah, Don't blame each other. Don't say, well, you know, you did this and you did Mm -hmm. that. Because if you Mm -hmm. go through it together, if you lean on each other and come up with a plan and work it out together, you know, you're going to fare through it better. And it was actually, even though it was a very sad moment, it did Mm -hmm. bring us closer because we did not say, oh man, you didn't, you know, you didn't feed her right. You didn't walk her enough. You didn't this, you didn't that. We really just comforted each other, cried together. Okay. Thought about a plan together. Okay. So what, so what do we want to do now? Where do you want to go? Do we get another dog? Do we, Mm -hmm. pause? we really came together and it Mm -hmm. showed me that in times of grief, it's better to lean on each other each other, because it helps you get through it. And it honestly, I think made us, you know, better friends, you know, closer, we, yeah. we try not to joke about the experience because yeah. it's, it's traumatizing, sad. but yeah. we went through it together and it's something yeah. that we, we, we both can talk about. We were in the house together. She died there with us and mm-hmm. that is luckily not, something that either one of us had to go through alone alone yeah and you can relate that back
0: to your infertility just being mm-hmm. on this path yeah and working out together
1: yeah because yeah that's i and that i guess is the silver lining it's like yeah, yeah. it sucks but at least i'm sucking through it with you so
0: <laughs> exactly like we're in this together you're not getting out the boat and neither am i <laughs> right yeah so there's some beauty in that I'm Sinhara Eastman, and thank you for listening to the Black Girls Guide to Fertility podcast. You can stay connected with this movement on my website, Facebook, and on Instagram. And if you haven't already, please join my mailing list at blackgirlsguidetofertility.com and on sinharaeastman.com.